If you feel it, you know it. D-Rock Productions. Sports Talk with D-Rock. What's up, people? It's another episode of STWD, and it's your boy, D-Rock. And I'm here today again with my boy, Ricks. What's going on, people? We back at it again with another great episode for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, so week one of the NFL was amazing, man. Like, I can't believe what I've seen from Dak, from the Texans, to uh, what the Browns provided. Even though they didn't win that game, I mean, it was some impressive games out there. And I just want to start with, with the uh, first game, that Thursday night game, talking about the Dallas Cowboys. What did you like about them? Well, first and foremost, that high-powered offense that the Cowboys got, they really making me feel like they can really make big strides in the NFC East. Then again, too, they got to find a way to really put some pressure on the quarterback in the upcoming weeks. And then, you know, they got a bad one since they lost to Marcus uh, Lawrence. He got a, um, a broken foot, so he might be out six to eight weeks. So they really need to find some help in the pass rush game. Yeah. When, when, when I found out about Demarcus Lawrence breaking his foot today, man, I was I felt kind of devastated for him because I was like, dang, as soon as Dallas is, you know, getting on the right road, on the right track, now one of they, they top defenders go down and – I mean, looking at that defense, that was somebody they really, really needed. And I don't know if they have somebody that that they can plug and play into defensive end right now. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. But that means everybody got to really step up. And hopefully they can still churn out some wins because that offense is impressive. I'm talking about they really had Tampa Bay on their toes going back and forth, exchanging blows. Yeah. And look. Dak went 42 for 58, so he threw almost 60 passes for 400 yards and three TDs. Um, of course, Zeke didn't get that many carries, but people have to understand that Dallas has a good running game, but they was missing some offense, some offensive linemen, but the Buccaneers probably have the, the number one run-stopping defense in the NFL. Okay, because I was really, I was kind of concerned that, you know, Zeke wasn't getting the ball when he was supposed to. Because, you know, in the Jason Garrett era, you know, he still would have got 20 touches, regardless of how many yards he would have got. And so for him to only have less than 10 touches, that's kind of kind of a question mark for me right there. I mean, it is a question mark. Well, he had 11 carries for 33 yards. So he averaged, what, three yards per carry. So it really wasn't doing bad. So I guess when you look at it like that, he should have more touches. And Always. And I mean, oh, he's, a, he's a premier running back. Yeah, he should be, always have touches whether he's gaining yards or not because it balances out the offense. Right. If you're not running the ball and then you got Dak just coming off, you know, that little injured shoulder, he throwing 58 passes, even though, don't get me wrong, he did look good, especially when he had to get flushed out the pocket and still make some moves. He looked good. But 58 passes is too much for anybody. I yeah. don't care who Yeah, that, that's, that's a, a lot of passes. Hell, he probably threw the most passes in the NFL this week, honestly. I mean, and, hey, Amari Cooper, he stepped up real big, too. He had 13 receptions for 139 yards and two TDs. So, hey, hats off to him, too. 
And now, he did say this year he was going to show everybody why he can't be the number one receiver. Because, hey, C.D. Lamb was right on his coattail trying to take his spot. Yeah. And, and CD looked good too. I mean, it was a couple. It was a couple passes where I wish CD Lamb had made you know better plays on. He he kind of dropped them, but uh, he he's looking good. He's a great complimentary receiver as well as Gallup. Very much so. That that offense is gonna give teams nightmares to plan for and game plan for in the next couple of weeks because so, they they look unstoppable. Honestly. Yeah. So, looking at the Buccaneers side of the ball, how do you feel about them? Do you think that they was impressive as you expected or you expected better? I mean, to be honest, the Buccaneers should have lost the game if if Dallas didn't have so many mishaps with the, the field goal kicking, which was pretty ridiculous. But, you know, and then, oh, and then that P.I. that they called, you know, late in the game, I mean, that they didn't call late in the game, uh, that should have been caught on the Buccaneers. So they kind of got away with one. It was like they were given one. And it was like maybe the NFL just wasn't going to let Brady lose his game. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of seems that way. Yeah, it did. But as far as them just keeping close, keeping pace, hey, the Cowboys have a lot to be going for them on the, on the upside. Now, don't get me wrong. This is, it was just one game. Tampa Bay, you know, they still are the defending champs. There's not really too many teams that I feel can really just be thrown in once that defense really gets going. Mm-hmm. But for the for, for you know, I guess for the most part, hey, they look good. And you know, that just goes to show you just how strong Dallas's offense is. So I feel like they meet again in the playoffs and that defense is rolling on all cylinders, I believe Dallas can give them a nice little run. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that about the Cowboys <laughs> ever. Hey. I think I think the Cowboys might be pretty good this year if everybody can stay healthy. Um, Very much so. Especially if they get this offensive line held back. Oh yeah, they'll be solid again. Yeah, most definitely. Cause uh, what's the boy name Vita Vea, that defensive tackle? Oh man, he was just tearing they ass up. I mean, he was bull rushing, picking boys up, moving them out the way, and, and just serving the quarterback. <laughs> he was serving Dak, bro. Uh, yeah, he was flushing them out their pocket, man. Yeah. He was flushing them out. I'm talking about he was looking like old school Warren Sapp where he was breaking in them trenches. <laughs> he was getting in there. So look, I got a question. Do you think Josh Allen uh, still, you think he's still MVP caliber after that loss to the Steelers? Or you just think it's just week one and rough? Man, he, he has spurts where he looked good. Don't get me wrong. Even though at the end, I feel like the defense really cost him that game. Which is, you know, it, it tends to happen. He did have a couple of miscues as far as like some inaccurate passes, but it's just week one. I don't want to just, you know, throw my MVP candidate out the gate and be like, oh, nah, he didn't look good. Let me stop. But um, right now, I feel like he can still, he got 16 more games. Really, it might be just 15 games. I don't really see no stars. If you make the playoffs, I don't feel like anybody's playing in week 17 unless you, week 18, I'm sorry. Unless you really need that win, but other than that, they still should get at least about a solid. I want to say twelve to thirteen wins, because really they they had that game won. Yeah. You know, Big Ben just you know he still went out there and just got it done. You know, kudos to him. Hey, right, the offensive line did look shaky for him. He can't get out the pocket like he used to. Najee Harris still you know got some positive yards. Hey, right, but that hey, right, but that receiving quarter. Of the Steelers, that young and they did. 
There's no way yeah. no but, but uh, one thing that is come true now is that Big Bomb, uh, <laughs> Big Bomb, <laughs> Big yeah. Bing. You had it right. You had it right. Exactly what it looked like out there too. Like a Walter statue. Hey, look, Big Ben ain't got the arm no more, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> right. But if but if you get him, but if you get him in that uh in the in the right in the right uh play or the right setting, he can still throw that nice fade because he threw a nice fade at the end of the game. Hey, look, I was about to say, can a a, a big time play? Um, can it be a bubble screen, or do it have to be something deep? <laughs> nah, you know Big Ben can't throw nothing deep, bro. He gonna have to do a bubble screen, and then hope that the uh, receivers can block. Cause trust me, I don't see him throwing nothing over thirty yards anymore. Nothing. It that, that. That poor arm, that poor arm is worse than Drew Brees in his final season. Man, you know that was terrible. I think I think his arm is worse than some people that's out here on the street, bro. <laughs> hey, but look, the Bengals got their first win against the Vikings. Um, Joe Burrow, he's back healthy. Jamar Chase, after all the talk they was talking about him, you know, in the preseason, he showed up big with five receptions, a hundred yards, and one TD in his first game. And you know, Joe Mixon, he gonna do his thing. He had twenty nine carries for one hundred twenty seven yards. Uh, in the TD. So, where do you see the Bengals going this season? Do you see them as a playoff contender or someone that might be right above 500 or right at 500? Well, I actually see them below 500 because the defense is not really, you know, all that great. Now, don't get me wrong. The offense is getting better, but you got to realize, too, though, that offensive line for the Bengals not going to hold up for those 17 games of the season. Joe Burrow got to go out there and be a miracle worker. And let's not forget the fact that, hey, did you see what Jamar Chase did to Patrick Peterson? Oh, my God. He had the man out there just looking lost. I'm talking about that route running was just ridiculous out there. He embarrassed him. Patrick Peterson, hang up your cleats. It's over for you. How can you not thrive in Mike Zimmerman's system? You look like boo-boo the fool out there. Hey. You look terrible out there. The age is catching up, bro. The age is catching hey. up. Nah, it, it ain't. I feel like with I feel like with certain positions, the older you get, the more smarter you become. Yeah, your speed slows down, but you need to start jamming at the line of scrimmage or something. Because he just let him just blow past him. He hit him with a fake juke, and then he cut. He almost fell out there. Like, oh my god, somebody, somebody help him. He was awful out there. Hey, you see, Josh Norman don't even play no more after he got stiff on. He knew better. He knew it was over. Josh, Josh Norman, over. to be honest, Josh Norman's elite part of his career was very short. It was very short-lived. Yeah. Patrick Peterson was elite for a long time, but guess what? Hey, the game's just catching up with him, man. Hey, bro, he need to go to safety or something because he's no longer corner material. <laughs> no longer. He gonna get burnt like that all season. Mike Zimmer needs to go ahead and just, you know, pull the plug on that experience. Put him in nickelback or something. He's not a starting corner anymore. No, no. <laughs> no. Hey look, so look, um the Chargers got the victory against the Washington uh football team. 
and Ryan Fitz is out. So they got what Taylor Heineke is a starting quarterback. Do you think that they might go and scoop up Cam Newton, or you think they're nah, gonna, you know? Because Cam Newton, I, as much as I love Cam Newton, this shows you right now that Cam Newton is washed. Because Ron, if that, as soon as, as soon as he went down, everybody knows the Washington football team should have called Cam Newton right then and there. You can't go a whole season with Tyler Henneke. Not him at quarterback. Yeah. No. Or, you know, I think... I think... Same offensive coordinator, same head coach. Why wouldn't they call Cam? You know why? They know Cam ain't got it no more, man. I don't think it's that. I just think... I think, man, Cam not being vaccinated and, you know, it kind of moving through different NFL teams, the the COVID vaccine, you know, the COVID uh, virus... It just doesn't make sense to take a chance on signing Cam if you're not going to get the shot. Because the moment... Man, I can't even lie to you. Cam too old to be that irresponsible. Just get the shot, bro. Yeah, just I mean, I think, honestly, I think that's why he's not with the Patriots. I think that it just came down simply to him not being vaccinated or not wanting to get vaccinated. And Bill Belichick just cut his ties with him, you know? Because Cam... Honestly, to me, Cam outplayed Mac Jones. Now, would have Mac Jones, you know, possibly took the position maybe mid-season or something like that? It's a possibility. I don't think so. I don't think so. I believe that Cam actually had enough to go all 17 games. Mm-hmm. But it's just the fact that, hey, like you said, no vaccination, no play. And that's yeah. how it really should be. Because you're just endangering the entire thing at this point. Exactly. I mean... Cam, he got to get it together, man. But, yeah, that, that would have been the perfect situation for him to go rejoin Riverboat Run and, you know, try to make a make a uh, a run for the uh, playoffs. I'm not going to lie to you. The football team is a playoff team if they have the right quarterback. Speaking of, look, speaking I feel like Cam Newton can be very effective, but what Cam are we getting at this point? Like what? Is, like what are we? What are we well, really getting? Well, you, you, at this point you know he's Cam you know he's not a, a MVP Cam no more. He, he he's just average. Honestly, I think he's just an average quarterback. But Cam is not the worst of thirty-two quarterbacks that's starting. I don't. I just can't. He's better than oh, Daniel. No, I, I agree with that because he said that himself. But at this point, what do you feel like Cam can bring to the table? To where you feel like we can bring him in, plug him, play him, and we still get better I think, results than what we got right now with Tyler Hill. Honestly, bro, I think. Can you honestly say that he's going to go out there and outperform Tyler Heineke? He, he might be able to. But see, Heineke, I mean, this, you know, they just gave him that little contract because he proved himself. I think Heineke was like a low round pick or something, and he just went out there and proved himself. Um, but. I think Heineke will actually do well, you know, um, in that system and, and with Riverboat Run and that defense. All he got to do is really manage the game. And I think Cam Newton could have did that. Honestly, and I'm looking at uh, um, the forecast of the season, I think Cam could have went out there and probably gave him about 28 to 3,000 yards passing um, and probably about 20 TDs and maybe like 8 to 10 picks. That's not bad. That's not, considering what he did last year, that's a vast improvement. 
Yeah, because honestly, bro, his his uh, receiving core was going to be better in Washington than it is in uh, New England. That is true. Now, the one game, I'm not really sure. I don't even know when they started running back. I think, at, I think at this point, I think his run game would have even been better in Washington. Yeah. They got Antonio I Gibson. They got a good offensive line. I heard they offensive line is not bad. <laughs> But I don't know who they running back. Antonio Antonio Gibson is their running back. He's a he's a young back. I think he's uh this is probably his second year. Um okay. I would say he I'll put him on par with your boy that uh played for y'all. Um what's the um running back y'all oh, got? Uh, Robinson. Yeah, Robinson. I put him I put him up there. Yeah, Robinson had a bad game and, on Sunday. And look, matter of fact, Gibson he he rushed for twenty he had twenty uh carries and ninety yards. against the Chargers. That ain't bad. So he's not bad. And then you think about it, you add Cam in there, you, that's basically another person that's going to run that's the ball. Another, that's another 50, 60 yards right there, Rush. Yeah. So I think that would be a good fit for him. Even if they just, even, only thing, Cam is not going to take a backup position. You know, he, I don't think he's out to prove anybody that he should be, you know, starting. I think he just wants an automatic starting position at this point. But hey, I understand. Well, there's I mean, not too many teams that's going to just give it to him. It's a lot of teams that should, but it's a lot of teams that's not going to give it to him, though. So he got to earn it like everybody else. Just Hopefully, he'll get get picked up So Hopefully, it won't be too many injury bugs floating around the way he got to just come in and just learn the offense right away. But I know Cam still has a little bit left in the tank, but I just don't know how much, and that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Um. What I was going to say. Looking at the Saints and Packers game, what do you really think about Aaron Rodgers? Do you think, like, the time, like, the old man time has hit him? I mean, he already looked pretty damn old. I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is nah, doing, but. I don't, I don't believe that. I just, honestly, this might sound crazy what I'm about to say. I think Aaron Rodgers just doesn't care. I was going to say. He you, just doesn't care. You think he like, just don't he care? Just has a, he just has his, his attitude is too nonchalant about it. Like, yeah, we lost. Yeah, we worked by next week. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't. Like, how are you the leader of the football team when you go out there and say, oh, we're not motivated? What do you mean you're not motivated? Yeah, well, it was obvious they weren't motivated at all. 38 to 3, man? That's ridiculous. That's 35 they points, bro. Trying. And then. Yeah, they were. And, and, a, and a, a good Packers team, I mean, the Packers are good, so I'm not understanding, like, what happened. You can't just blame it all on coaching. It it, it just wasn't all coaching. Well, Aaron Rodgers needs to learn accountability because he, he didn't blame himself for none of that shit that took place. It was always somebody else's fault or we weren't prepared or we just had a lackluster performance, but you are the quarterback. You need to be getting a mental ready and the head coach to where y'all can go out there and perform at your highest capability. Right, right. You know, I feel like Aaron Rodgers, anytime something bad happens, he always quick to point the finger at somebody else. Like, he just went out there and just slanged it out there for 500 yards, and he ain't committing no turnovers. That wasn't the case. You didn't look good either. Yeah. You didn't. See, this is what happens. This is why you need preseason for some people. You can go out there and act like you the best thing since sliced bread, but when you go out there against this real defense and they come at you full steam and you ain't been out there to really just get no chemistry with your receivers and your offensive linemen, hey, it's going to show. And it showed in game one for them. Well, look, 
I know one person that did right by proving himself in that game, and that's Jameis Winston. Winston with five TDs, bro. I mean, he looking good. Sean Payton got Sean Payton got him looking right. Uh, he ain't out there doing a whole bunch of turnovers. You know, usually it'd be like five TDs, five picks. You know, but hey, Ooh. everything might be looking up for uh, Jameis Winston. Hey, the Saints are gonna be scary too. They're gonna be one of them low key teams that you really don't think about because the defense is solid. You still got a solid run game, and if they get Michael uh, Thomas back, hey, trust me, they're gonna be hell on wheels. Oh yeah. There's going to be a lot of people in trouble. Uh, the Saints get everything going right. Uh, you know, running game, the tight end game. And then, you know, you got Bradley Roby coming in. And, you know, uh, Lattimore, I think he had suffered an injury or whatever. So, it's kind of crazy. He, because, got, he got a groin injury. Yeah. So, it's kind of crazy. He's still back mid-season, though. It's crazy, though, because Roby, he's just getting there. And, you know, he'll finally be able to play uh, this week. And... They thought they were going to have Roby and, and Lattimore next to each other, but now they got Roby and whoever else, you know, that they were trying to replace. So, I don't know, bro. I don't know what the Saints going to do as far as the defense, but um, from what I've seen, their defensive line was looking pretty good. The defense was looking good pretty overall. Uh, yeah. So, do you know how hard it is to stop Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? Yeah. Right. See, so from what I've seen with Aaron Rodgers, I think what it is, I don't necessarily know if, if, if it's that he doesn't care. I think it's that he needed to be playing in the preseason. Um, when he was under pressure, he wasn't focused on, like, Devontae Adams running his route wide open. He was more focused on the pressure that was coming. Usually, Rodgers be focused on getting the ball out quickly, quickly but he he wasn't, and that's why he was – turning the ball over or getting sacked or under pressure all the time. Um, so I think yeah. I think he just yeah. gotta gotta fix his focus uh in the game as a quarterback. I don't know what they gotta do to get that right, but it's kinda crazy to even say this about Aaron Rodgers, but man, he looked pretty damn terrible. So hey. Yeah. We'll see what they do yeah. in uh, week two. No, I don't think he'll look terrible in the next game, but he needs to have his his mental stability ready because I feel like he just wasn't. He's. It, I feel like he didn't game plan or, or get prepared for that game at all. Yeah. Um. So, I want to touch on this Bears and Rams game because the one thing I noticed about the Bears game, Andy Dalton looked fucking terrible. I don't know what kind of right. I, honestly, bro. <laughs> I don't understand why coaches do this dumb shit. Like, seriously. Why do they always, oh, we're not going to start this quarterback. We're going to start him instead. We're going to start this veteran that's past his prime, and, and we're going to let him play it out, and we're going to sit. I, uh, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. Yes, Andy Dalton didn't have the best game, but I feel like if you put Justin Fields out there, what, you still going to get the same results. No. You still get your ass with. No. Because – Justin Fields, he got in the game. They had packages for him. He got in the game. He was one of the ones that scored the touchdown. Justin Fields didn't look bad to me. I mean, from what I heard, though, about Justin Fields is he don't know how to read defenses. So, they probably would have got ugly. I don't know. But Andy Dalton just don't look like he's the answer. And at this point, with Andy Dalton playing, the Bears is just simply tanking at this point. And, um... 
my thing is, why wait six games? Because that's what they're going to they're gonna wait like four to six games after the Man, fans. You can't wait that long. Hey. You know that. You know damn well, Matt Nagy can't wait that long. He can't because, and that's the point. It's like, it's dumb because, bro, while he over there trying to sit Justin Fields out, the, the guy that they took in the first round to be their quarterback of the future, he got his job on the line. He on the hot seat. So it's like, why would you even put yourself in that position to continue to be on the hot seat and not play Justin Fields? It's just stupid, bro. Because he don't want him to go out there and get killed with that terrible offensive line. Because I feel like this. If Justin Fields get hurt this year, then basically you just shaved three years off his career with the Bears. You might have a point there. Because, because that's, that's exactly what the Bengals did with Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't say Joe Burrow will be our quarterback for 10, 15 years. You took three years off of him. You destroyed his knee. So now every time he go out there, he's going to be worried about his knee. Yeah. So that's gonna make him, you know, be sporadic. You know, he's not gonna be, you know. Now don't get me wrong, he did look good in that one game. But what happens when he plays a top ten defense? You gotta realize he gotta play the Steelers twice, the Ravens twice, and the Browns Wait, twice. Wait, you don't you don't think the Rams got a top ten defense? Who? The Rams. You don't think they a top ten defense? I don't know if they play the Bengals, but they do have a top 10 defense. But I'm talking about the Bengals right now. Oh, you're talking and about then, the Bengals. You know, I'm talking okay. about, like, you know, how do you how do you think, like, and then you got to think about it like this, though. If we're talking about Justin Fields, Justin Fields is in a very tough division. Because I feel like the Vikings will get better. The Packers are already at the top. The Lions, those might be the only free games that they really just, really just have. Yeah. But you put him out there right now, he going against all these top defenses with that terrible offensive line, you are already looking for an injury. I don't want I don't want Justin Fields to turn into RG three. Yeah. yeah. I don't want him to be like one thing I want to say about the Lions. I don't think the Lions is gonna be bad. I actually believe uh, I think <laughs> I actually think they, they might win about well, say about seven, eight games. I think it's possible. I think they can actually win seven, eight games because the way I'm, the way I see it, I think Chicago is going to be the worst team in this division. One because they're not going to start Justin Fields. Number two, their defense is actually not as good as it has been, and it's their secondary. Their secondary is really just not all that. I mean, yeah, you got Eddie Johnson or whatever his name is, uh, or Jackson or whatever his name, you know. Um, yeah, the safety, right? Yeah, you got him. But then you got Tashawn Gibson back there. <laughs> I mean, he's not. Bro, I, I, let me tell you something. I didn't, I, not to, you know, I, if you watch the podcast, bro, I no disrespect to you, bro. I thought you had already retired from the NFL, bro. Yeah, I really thought, really thought Gibson I remember. I remember we had him on the Texans, like, what, a couple seasons ago or last year or I something. I had one play for the Jaguars, like, a couple of years back, too. I'm like, bro, this dude is still playing? This boy still getting a check? Yeah. I'm like, bruh. So, I'm just... I got I, I to put a question mark next to the Bears, man. Um, Ravens and Raiders. I was, that was a good game. It, it, was, it was a good game. I wasn't surprised by what the Raiders did. I told you the Raiders was going to get the victory just because, let alone, they was at home. First time uh, with actual fans in Vegas. 
and it was pretty electric, electric in the dome. Um, and don't, don't leave out that the Ravens got 15 people on IR. The Ravens still got a lot of people on IR. And that's why I said that the Ravens was going to lose the game. Um, also, at this point, Lamar Jackson, he needs to be running to sign that contract. Whatever deal they got out there for him because... He uh, don't have an agent. He tried to negotiate his own contract. So you know it's going to be disastrous. Not necessarily. You know who uh, negotiated their contract and they were successful? Even though they were dealing with... TJ Watt. Even though... No, nah, hold up. You know... Laramie Tunsil uh, negotiated his contract. You see what he turned out to get. Are you serious? I didn't know that. Yeah, but you know, also you gotta know who he was dealing with. He was dealing with Bill O'Brien, so <laughs> he, oh, yeah. Bill O'Brien overpaid everybody. Hey, you know what? Speaking of Bill O'Brien, they say he might be the front runner to get that USC job. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? Bill O'Brien, these nuts. He's not getting that job, bro. You can say what you want about Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is actually a very good coach. Yeah. You know who else they had uh, said that might get that job? Even though he oh. de- denied it, you know. Uh, yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, oh, believe it or not, let me tell you something. And I, and I tell people this all the time. Urban Meyer needs to take that job. And I'm going to tell you why. In his collegiate history, he has only lost 26 games in his entire college career. 26 games. I guarantee he's going to lose 26 games in these next two years being a Jaguars head coach. You need to take the college, you need to take the college job because he's going to tarnish your entire legacy. He's going to go out and get out while you can, bro. Because I'm telling you, the way they looked on Sunday, I don't know what he's doing. Hey, well, look, Urban Meyer said no chance He'll leave Jacksonville Jaguars for USC Trojans, okay? This is yeah, dope. he said the same thing, too, when he was in Florida. Then he claimed he got, like, some, then he faked a heart attack, and then he went to uh, Ohio State. Hey, man, the man say he is committed to trying to build that organization, okay? Did, bro, did we not watch the same game on Sunday? <laughs> did, we not, did we not go to the game and watch the same exact game? What is he committed to? <laughs> hey, I have to say, look, I have to say, I have to say the best for last, bro. But yeah, uh, talking on the Texans and, and Jaguars game, man. The Jaguars they came out unprepared. I mean, even the vets they didn't look ready. Um, Trevor Lawrence didn't look real good out there. I mean, yeah, he is a rookie quarterback, and I understand, but you know, it's just. Everything's questionable there. Yeah, man. Jacksonville didn't look good. Um, the, the running game wasn't good. The receivers wasn't good. The DBs wasn't good. There was there was nothing really good about Jacksonville that really just you know said okay, I can see them move you know doing that a little bit more moving forward. Only thing I can honestly say that probably looked positive is Trevor Lawrence's arm. His arm wasn't bad. He just was putting the ball in the wrong, in the wrong hands. Bro, but, his decision-making was trash. Every pass he <laughs> threw was either behind the receivers. He threw the ball too late. He threw it too early. He was throwing it. He, you know, when that ball sprouted out the pocket, and threw it. He threw it to the Texans. Like, a lot of times, every interception he threw, there was, no, there was nobody there in the green jersey. Yeah. There was nobody there. 
So I'm like, what check downs and what reads is he seeing? Because when I was looking at the game, I'm like, who the hell is he throwing to? He looks awful. And you can sit there and say, oh, he, you know, <laughs> he a rookie and all this, bro. I mean, bro. he is a rookie, man. Bro, but it, but you, but he made me feel like he can't read defense at all. That's why I hate when they take these draft picks from these good ass schools who got these great offensive lines, all these great weapons, and then you know they look good because hey, you you really a man amongst boys. Then when you get to the NFL, you got the game is faster. You act like you don't know what you're doing. You look like a deer in the headlights, and you just chump the ball up and it's going in the other direction. Bro, well, he was horrible. Well, look. I don't know why they traded Carter Mitchell away. Hey, they need to go get him back right now. <laughs> yeah, I better get somebody back right now, bro, because he's going to need a mentor. But, hey, the one thing that is positive that I have heard is that Trevor Lawrence hasn't lost on any other level. He, have, he hasn't lost no first game. In, no, uh, Well, he hasn't had a losing season in, in college or high school. So... I mean, overall. I have one this year. Hey, the way they play, hey, I get them, boys. One in 16. Hey, I don't know. He's supposed to be a winner, bro. He's supposed to be a winner. So, we're going to see if he's going to be a winner in Jacksonville. Hey, look. Hey, look. Hypothetically speaking, what if that, what if it's just that the Texans are actually pretty good and Jacksonville is just not as good as the Texans, but y'all still be good? Y'all might still win some games. We might, we might just look real good. We might be well coached, you know, just better than. <laughs> what y'all are, bro. <laughs> bro, bro. It shows clearly that the Texans are better than the Jaguars. Now, do we have a better coach? We have yet to see it. You know? Nah. Now, one thing I can say, y'all got better chemistry. Because I don't know what band we put out on the field on Sunday. I think, I think if y'all even had a close to a better coach, you know, y'all would have looked a whole lot better game one period. I mean, like I said, I didn't expect y'all to win. But to come out looking yeah. like that, it was just garbage, bro. bro. That was just garbage. Garbage. Gar- hey, bro, we look like a we look like a college team who just got paid to show up and just get their ass whooped. Hell yeah! All right, so look, let's flip the calendar to week two, bro. Today is Thursday, and we got Thursday night coming on tonight. We got the Giants and the Washington Football Team. Who you got in there? Do you think Daniel Jones gonna show up and do something? Uh, do you? <laughs> Eli 2.0? Hell no. Oh, and look, hey, this game might be even more interesting. You know why? Because it's supposed to be raining. Oh, hey, well, if they know what I know, Saquon, do not play. You will not, you will regret it. Hey, they drafted you too high, bro. You should have just waited. (laughs) So, look, the, uh, the line is going in Washington's direction, so they're supposed to win. The over and under is 40 and a half. Do you think they will uh, combine and put up enough points to go over 40 and a half points? You mean four and a half? No, 40 oh, together no. combined. I think, nah, it's gonna, I think it's going to be like, I think the score will be like 10 to 7 or something, bro. <laughs> no, nah, I, I can actually see the score being like, the final score looking like maybe like 17, 13, something like that. And that still ain't gonna put them over the uh forty and a half. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Daniel Jones gotta show up, bro. When I tell you this is a make or break season for him, but I will tell you this. If the Giants have a losing season, 
I can't see Daniel Jones is gone. Jason Garrett is gone. Uh, the GM is gone. What's his name? Gettleman. He's done too. And they probably gonna start. They gonna have to start all the way over. Well, you know, uh, what's his name? Joe Judge or whatever his name is. He's still gonna be up because the defense solid. Nah. He on the he on the hot seat. Nah, Jason Garrett. Hey, he can hey he can blame somebody. Hey, Joe Judge can blame somebody. Mm. I blame. If you watch mm. that game against Denver with the Giants, bro, them boys are still calling the same plays he ran with the Cowboys. You need a new playbook, bro. You need a new playbook. That could be possible. If you don't have the offense true. or the firepower, he's running the plays. So I don't know what you're doing. That can all be true, but I believe he's on the hot seat, man. I mean, he's been there long enough, and... Bro, it's only uh, his second year. Yeah, two years too long for a, a, a top quarterback that they drafted to, to be, you know, the next Eli bro. Manning. <laughs> hey, bro, he played number one. He didn't draft that bullshit-ass quarterback. Hey. So, it ain't no love lost. I can get rid of that. But, but, but they signed him thinking that he would develop that quarterback, okay? Okay, okay. And well, so, so far he's failing. So far he's failing. Yeah, the offensive line sucks. Saquon sucks because of that. Daniel Jones is under pressure, and he fumbles more than a goddamn two-year-old trying to hold a goddamn uh, cup for the first time. Hey, awful. Saquon just can't stay upright. <laughs> because of that offensive line that the GM was supposed to be fixing three years ago. Hey. It's time to cut our losses, bro. It's garbage. <laughs> All right. It's garbage. So, Texans versus Browns. Cleveland by 12 and a half, bro. What do you think? 12 and a half kind of high. If I was a bet, man, I, I'd tell boys, give me them little 12 and a half points. Because the game actually is going to be close than what you think. Odell Beckham not playing. The Texans are healthy. Hey, trust me. David Cully is actually getting that team together. He may, he putting them ragtag team of, of misfits together and putting together a, a winning formula. Hey, look, what do you think is the uh, the chance that Tyrod Taylor plays better than Baker Mayfield in this game? I don't know about that. Because who, who at home? Cleveland, right? Yeah. Wait. I don't know how Tyrod Taylor is on the road, but hey, hopefully, hopefully, they can keep the game close out. Because let me tell you something. Last week, the Texans didn't put no pressure on Trevor Lawrence. But None. they didn't put no pressure on him like that. But they did put themselves in position to um, basically make him feel ghost. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that's one thing about Baker Mayfield. He put the pressure on him. He's going to throw them ducks. As you, saw, as you saw in that Kansas City game. You put pressure on him, he's going to throw them ducks. Yeah. Um, He's a duck I think the Texans' biggest challenge will be Nick Chubb and um, what's my boy behind him? Basically, I'm going to say they run game. Oh, you talking about just that two-headed monster they got at running back? Yeah, yeah it's going to be that two-headed monster at running back. I mean, they in Cleveland, uh, a place where you usually got to run because of just the, the weather out there. It's always windy. Um so it's gonna be a strong run game for for Cleveland in that game, and then them not having ODB, uh, I think it's gonna be 
a little one dimensional, but they also still got all those tight ends. So I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be tough for the Texans because of that defensive line with with Clowney and and uh, Miles Garrett and you know. You gotta figure out who gonna hold Garrett or who gonna try to restrain him. Cause I don't think he I don't think he lined up on Larry Tonko's side. Y'all gotta figure something out. Yeah, cause uh, well I will say the left side should be strong with with Tunsil and um Titus Howard sitting standing next to each other. They should be strong. So I think um, that's the one side of the ball that they was focused on this week anyways because they felt like them two didn't play well enough together. Um, so the right side is already looking pretty solid. So getting them two, uh, you know, cooperating together and, and learning how to play next to each other and Tunsil getting into better shape, you know, because he had COVID. So he has to get his body back into to, uh, football shape. And stuff like that. I think we'll be all right, though. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know to say we're gonna win this game, but I think it'll be a lot closer than what people are expecting. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm looking at 31-24 on this one. I don't know who's gonna win, but I, I think 31-24. That's gonna be a score. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good game. And also, this can be this can be a letdown game for Cleveland as well. You know, after them going to Kansas City and um, playing the way that they played because they was up big on Kansas City and allowing them to come back and then them losing the game. This could be a letdown game and this can be a, a, a game that the Texans, the Texans could easily probably take in Cleveland. Yeah, that is true. And then you can be looking up and Cleveland be 0-2. So that that will be a must-watch for me. I mean, of course, because I'm a Texan fan, but I just got to see, you know, how we react to a team that's supposed to be like a top five team in the NFL, um, you know, and going up against a, a solid quarterback. Yeah, I want to see it too. Because I feel like even if they start 0-2, they can still make the playoffs. That's yeah. the crazy part. And that's how, that's how good Cleveland is this year. And honestly, this is kind of interesting. But the whole AFC South, bro, might be in trouble this week. I mean, you know, because everybody lost but the Texans and the Colts faced the Rams this week. Um, and then you got the Jags at Denver. Oh, that's a humiliation. That's humiliating right there. That's a beat. It will be if, if, if y'all go out there and, and don't be prepared again. And then you got the Titans and Seahawks. And the Seahawks look good week one. So... Um, the the Titans gonna have to come to play. I don't know what happened week one against uh, the Cardinals, but the one thing about the Titans, if you can jump ahead of the Titans in the game and get up uh, by a couple of touchdowns or whatever, you take them out of that game plan because that game plan is to what run Derrick Henry to the ground and run the clock out. But after that, if you can't do that, then you got to put the ball in Ryan Tannehill hands. And then that's when the game become questionable. Man, I hope Julio Jones don't regret going to Tennessee, man. I hope he has a productive year, but right now, looking at that game, they can't even give him the ball. That offensive line is so terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's it's pretty interesting with that one, bro. I, I don't know if, um, like I said, I, I don't really expect a lot out of Julio this year, um, but I do expect him to probably get anywhere from Five fifty to maybe seven hundred fifty yards receiving. Oh man, that's terrible. That's down season. 
He normally an eight to nine hundred or a thousand plus receiving yards. He ain't the same no more. And you got him cut down like that? He ain't the same no more. Cause you know why? If he was, they wouldn't have lost the game like that. <laughs> bro, you gotta get. You gotta. Bro, the man got sacked five times by one player. Yeah. He got sacked five times by Chandler Jones. What did you really expect him to do? Cause you can't double team Chandler Jones because of JJ Watt. Then you got Isaiah Simmons, you got Buda Baker, you got too much on the defensive line, too much in the secondary. Hey, and did you see the way Kyler Murray was out there just embarrassing their defense, just running around, dancing, throwing, throwing balls out? Man, oh, I just think crazy. the whole, I just think the whole AOC South, with the exception of the Texans, just wasn't ready to play this week, man. Yeah, cause the Colts didn't look good either. Um, in this second week, we also got uh Bills and Dolphins. I'm a, that might be a good matchup though, but the, I feel like the Bills gonna bounce back and just win that one easily. I don't know. This game in Miami supposed to be ninety degrees. You think the Bills ready for that humidity? Yeah, if they because you gotta realize they play an arena full of burning tables. Trust me. <laughs> they, they used to eat. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's a Bills by three, so I mean it should be a, a close game. Uh, if your boy Tua come ready to play, and depending on what kind of Tua we get, and Josh Allen don't come uh, ready, if he if Josh Allen play like he did last game, I got to I got to take the Dolphins, bro. Hey, Josh Allen just go out there and throw for about four hundred yards. Honestly, I think the Dolphins gonna win this game. Oh wow! Oh wow! Uh, I don't see that coming. Now the over and under is forty-seven and a half. I don't think neither team will put up that many points, but I will take. Uh, I'll take the Dolphins. Let me see. Um, I'm saying twenty-seven ten. Twenty-seven ten. No, twenty-seven twenty to seventeen. Close, close enough, huh? Close enough to the over and under. You know what? That's probably true. That's probably uh, possible. They probably passed the forty-seven and a half. Cause I can I can see them doing like twenty-eight to um twenty-eight to twenty-one, something like that. But I'm a, I'm a lean Dolphins. And also also okay. I think um Will Fuller comes back this week. Oh, he finally done with the suspension. Yeah. And so that might be a nice weapon. So that's going to open up the offense uh, a little bit more. And Devontae Parker had a good game last week as well because he had four receptions for 81 yards. So I, I think Will Fuller actually come out there and impress. Hopefully he don't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's my only concern with him too. Yeah. Um, Raiders, Steelers. Who you oh, got? man. Steelers should win that hands down. You think so? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, the Raiders, the Raiders did look good. The Raiders looked good against the Ravens. They did. But the Steelers defense is top notch. Big men don't really have to do much. They have no pass rush out of outside of Ngakwe in uh the Raiders camp. If he can get some pressure on him. Well they got yeah. they got the uh what's his name? Carl Nate. Nassup, and then they had the other uh, Caucasian. Oh, dude. what Max Crosby, right? Max Crosby. 
So I, I think it's just about who who gonna uh you know play better perform. I think it's about performance in this game. I don't even think it's gonna be about talent. I think they're pretty equal on talent, but uh I think Derek Carr is obviously the better quarterback at this point. So if the Raiders can put the game on Big Ben, mm-hmm. Raiders will win. I don't know. This might be evenly matched though, but I can see I can see the Raiders. If like the Raiders won, it wouldn't surprise me. But I don't feel like the Steelers gonna let them win, bro. That rivalry runs too deep. Yeah, possibly. And it's in Pittsburgh, and the line is uh, leaning in the Pittsburgh way. Pittsburgh by six points. Oh yeah, because they in Pittsburgh. If it was in, if it was in Vegas again, yeah, you already know that's home field advantage. Yeah. They ain't gonna do that to them twice. They ain't gonna let you be two good teams. <laughs> All right. Um, two more major games. So we got the Cowboys and Chargers playing in LA. Chargers. Um, you think the Chargers gonna win? You know what? I think the Cowboys is gonna win this game. Number one, I just think it's actually gonna be a home field advantage for the Cowboys. <laughs> Hey, the Chargers secondary too good. They not gonna sit there and just give up all them yards like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you, but Derwin uh, James gonna make sure all that shit gets shut down. You do you, do you really think Justin Herbert can rise up to the occasion and get the dub? Who is in the Who is in the Cowboys secondary that can stop? Him? I'll wait. I can't even necessarily say they can stop them, but their Chargers receiving core ain't nowhere close to what the Buccaneers receiving core is. But what I'm saying is, you still you still got you still got Mike Williams, you still got uh, Keelan Allen. Like I said, without Demarcus Lawrence, no pass rush. You don't have you don't have anybody in the secondary that can keep up with any of those receivers. So. Who's talking? I'll wait. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, the line is three and a half leaning towards the Chargers. So, we're going to see. We're going to see. But I think the Cowboys are going to win this game. Easily. They can. Easily. They can, because what I saw last Thursday, I know they can't. Exactly. If they play like that, if they play like that every week, they're going to win a lot of games. And I think the Chargers, the Chargers is definitely a team that they can beat. But just remember, you can win a lot of games with all that offense, but when push comes down to the trenches, can you make it to the Super Bowl with offense, no defense? No, you can't. But I think that defense is good enough to get them there. Oh, no. I mean, the Chiefs defense ain't all that, but, you know, they put up enough points. that's why they got their ass whooped and lost. Hey, they got there, though. We didn't say they were going to win. Yeah. We just said they were going to get there. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they got there. They got there. But, bro, Buffalo has no pass rush either. That's the only reason why they got there. And what did they do? Buffalo went out and bought drafted two defensive ends on each side to put some pressure on somebody. Now they got interior and they got edge rushers. So they need to figure out something. That's the team should have signed Clowns. <laughs> you got a point. We're gonna see. It's gonna be an interesting game, though. Like I said, I still take Cowboys, though. 
All right, last NFL game. I think we both kind of know where this going to go. Uh, I think the spread is way off for this one. But uh, Chiefs and Ravens, bro. Uh, Ravens at home. The spread is leaning towards Kansas City by three and a half. What do you think? Bro, the only reason why they have that advantage, bro, the injuries is just going to decimate the team, bro. I honestly fear if the Ravens don't make the playoffs, bro, they're going to fire John Harbaugh. They're going to fire him. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, you can't fire him, bro. You can't. Not, not off of this season. Not all them injuries. Nah, you can fire him. You can fire him. I just think it's unfair to fire him. The, but, team, hey, the team is old. No running back. Receivers not being developed. You got to let him go. You got to fire him. You got to fire him. <laughs> it's time to put. It's time to breathe new life into the maybe into they, the, uh, the Ravens anyway. But maybe they need to just change GMs and not the coach. Nah, they stack. Nah, the GM not the problem. The GM bringing in the right talent, but the coach not coaching them up. Mm-hmm. Let them go. You need to breathe some new life in there. All right, look. So look, I got the Chiefs by at least seventeen points in this game. What you think? I don't know, man. I just, I don't, I don't see the, the the Ravens being able to put up enough points because they really, honestly, bro, they've become one dimensional. I mean, with no run game now. Uh, one thing I do know is that Devontae Freeman will be activated this week and he will be playing. So maybe, bro, maybe he'll make a difference. When was but, the last time Devontae Freeman was good, bro? <laughs> probably like right, three, four bro. years ago. Now. People ask. Keep on answering your own question, bro. And then they got Le'Veon Bell. Come on, bro. This sounds like a tank job to me right now. I don't know, bro. We're going to see about that. That sounds like a tank job, bro. You got two of the worst running backs in in the current NFL right now. Man, look, I'm going to tell you. This is why I said that... uh, it's the Ravens GM. Why haven't they traded for a running back, bro? Like, what are they waiting on? Um, what What do they have to give up? And who? So, what running back do you feel that they can trade right now and come in and make an impact? They can trade with the Texans. They can trade for David Johnson right now. <laughs> bro, so he didn't want to get rid of that bad contract. He trashed too. He don't fit. He better than what they got. On the pool, bro, they might as well just trade for more angle, bro. Nah, we ain't giving them Mark Ingram. He untouchable. Shit, they both play good. That's why. Not even only that. He he good in the locker room too, though. He very competitive. He's a, he's a great yeah, locker room guy. They need something right now, bro. They need something because that ain't working, bro. That's <laughs> not working. Yeah. Dante Freeman and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, if you would have told me I would have had them two running backs five years ago, I would have been like, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty one. They got to do something, though. They need to make a trade or something. Fourth, yeah, fourth, third or fourth round pick for, for a young back or something. They need to do something, bro, because it ain't looking good. Uh, and, and I think the, the thing that suck about all of this is that uh, the more they lose, the more it hurts uh, Lamar Jackson 
you know, chance to get him a, a, a nice big contract that he deserves. That's why I was like, man, he better run and go sign because he might get hurt the way that team looking. Yeah. Because they traded away their best left tackle. Not realizing that they own offensive line is depleted. Well, I don't know. Hey. <laughs> I told you, bro. It sounded like it's the GM. See, answering the question. Hey, bro. And then on top of that, you trade. You trade with the team who you trying to beat to go to the Super Bowl. Why would you trade with them? Yeah, I would never trade with the Chiefs for nothing, unless it's nothing. really beneficial. Nothing. If the Chiefs want anything you have, bro, you just hang up the phone. <laughs> Yeah, unless they offer me something that's unbelievable. If you ain't offering me Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey or uh, Tyree Hill, bro, you can hang up, bro. (laughs) Hang that shit up. Yeah. All right, so done with the NFL talk. We've made our predictions. We've been talking on the NFL for quite a while, actually. Um, let's, Let's change the script and flip over to college football real quick. We got to do some quick week recap, you know. Uh, Ohio State and Oregon. We were so wrong about what we said. Man, we were just like really off. We really thought Ohio State was going to just run away with it and beat the hell out of Oregon. But, <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise. Oregon took that. Hey, you, you could have you had me fooled, bro. Because I really thought, I don't know what happened. Like, it's it's Oregon. Like, I don't even I think the last time Oregon was good was what, Marcus Mariota was there? I don't know, but they rank number 12. Yeah, but uh, it's just still, I feel like, I feel like when you think of like powers, like when you think of power five schools, Ohio State is always in that conversation. Like they yeah. are, like they are one of the teams to beat. And I just could not see Oregon really just, you know, I can see it keeping up, but winning? Nah, nah, not so. Do you think Ohio State may have overlooked Oregon just a little bit? They had to. They had to. And I and I and I blame Ryan Day. Yeah. Ryan Day knew better. You gotta quit overlooking. Because with that with that kind of play, they might mess around and lose to Michigan. And you already know they can't have that. Yeah. They got a couple, they got some more tough games on the schedule and Ohio State gotta show up. I think some of it, I mean, even though C.J. Stroud played good, he had good stats and stuff, I think some of it has to do with him, too. Yeah. But, you know, he is a freshman. He's still coming into his own. He looked good while he's out there. But I feel like when you put him in certain situations, he does not perform because he doesn't have those intangibles. Not yet, at least. Now, look, you gotta give a more time. I'm gonna tell you the team that's hanging on for dear life, even though they rank number five, and that's Texas A&M. They rank number five? <laughs> exactly. The way they played against uh, the way they played against Colorado, I don't even think they should be ranked. They barely won that game. Ten to seven. Had to come back from behind to win that, bro. That was like I was mind boggling to me. Like I watched it and I was like, bro, like. Their, whoever their second string quarterback was, he just don't got it. They should have they should have made sure they got uh two freshman quarterbacks. Cause you know the starting quarterback got hurt and he he was a freshman. So I'm like, man, whoever that is, they should have got two of him because uh this backup quarterback is garbage. I mean they whole offense couldn't do nothing once he got in the game. They they barely won. Yeah, they 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 
They barely won. Ten to seven. Colorado not even ranked. Hey, I always thought injuries. I thought people get injured in college. It's easy. It's an easy plug and play. But I guess that's probably for certain schools. Yeah. Because uh, the way you describe it, it looks like they put the janitor in. <laughs> Man, dude was garbage, bro. For real. So I, I look. I look to see them fall soon. Um, of course, you had the Iowa Iowa State robbery. You know they that happened this week. Iowa took that. Um, they was actually ranked nine and ten. Number ten Iowa got the victory, twenty seven seventeen. That was a good game. Yeah, that, was, that was a nice clip. I, I had picked Iowa State, but I knew just you know the Big Twelve is so depleted. You know. Yeah. The Big Ten, I knew they was going to just really just outshine that one. But then, you know, your favorite team lost. Right when everybody was jumping on the Steve Sarkeesian bandwagon. <laughs> Good old Texas went out there and blew it. I told you they were going to blow that game, man. Ain't no surprise to me. And I was like, Arkansas. And you know what? Come on. I, honestly, it's funny. Like I said, that's why I don't really care about them leaving the Big 12. Honestly, they might want to stay in the Big 12 after U of H and all of them join. Uh, yeah. But, but they're afraid that they're going to lose recruits like that. They feel like they gonna, it's going to bolster their recruits if they go to the Big 12. Well, I mean, not the Big 12, they go to the SEC, which which makes sense. And you get to renew the rivalry between them and uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, you know, that all sounds good. At this point, it seems like Texas is just about money and not even about winning, bro. I mean, because... As they should be. You need the, money for your program. Because the last time they won, someone was, what, like 2011, 2012? They ain't, UT ain't doing shit, man. Tom Herman was a failure. Uh, um, Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong. He just got screwed over. Nah. I mean, he should have got one more year. He should have. But he didn't have it. He, he, he didn't have it. And they didn't let the man play with his own recruits. Hey, and, you know, his successor and uh, Tom Herman tried to come in and steal recruits like he did at U of H, and he failed too, so, huh. Yeah, but Steve Sarkeesian but is not the answer you, you, you know what? That's what UT get, man. They always trying to steal somebody coach, and that's what they ask get. Yeah, you take they them. offering that money, that's why. The boosters pay for who they want. Yeah. And they paying for them L's too. Yeah. All right, I so, wouldn't be surprised. So uh Miami barely won against App State and we we picked that to be an upset too. And they barely snuck away. Miami man, them being ranked number twenty two, I, I don't think they should even be in the top twenty five either. I think that's a team that probably should have fall out of the top twenty five. Bro, they people Keep overlooking Appalachian State, bro. That's a good team, bro. Yeah. I, and the fact that, and you got to realize, Miami lost their first game of the season against a team that I honestly don't even remember the last time they actually lost. So them being ranked twenty-two, hey, it's 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 fair. Yeah. Okay. The way they got their ass tapped by Alabama last week. <laughs> Bro, that's the number one team 
You know what? Like I'm gonna be honest. De'Ara King hasn't really looked so good. I mean, this this previous. He looked like he playing with injury. That might be the case. I mean, he came out there 20 for 33 with 200 yards. I mean, he hasn't showed me anything that screams top pick of the draft, you know, or anything like that for a quarterback. Bro, that man is a fifth round pick next year. You know, you you probably about right. Hell, when I'm playing Madden, you know, he's probably about a fifth or sixth pick as well. <laughs> so yeah, he, that man is a fifth or sixth round pick. Five being the highest though. Because I feel like he, when he gets to the NFL, you still got to work with him. Yeah, and you then do. He convert, and then he, because he's too small to convert the receiver. So he really just got to just, you know. Well, he's not too small to convert the receiver. He, in, in, If you remember, he was actually a receiver at first. At U of yeah. H, he was a receiver, and then he became a, a quarterback. He he made that same transition like, uh, like dear, I mean, not uh, dear King, uh, Greg Ward. Greg Ward, yeah. So, we're gonna see what he do, but I, I honestly, I think, I think he should have stayed at U of H. Not, not being biased, but, but it just looked like he was a little bit more successful, uh, in red and white. So hey, the ACC is not for everybody. It's not, and Miami is just not for everybody either. Because let me tell you something: you gonna get humiliated by Clemson. You gonna get humiliated by North Carolina. They can't beat. Well, I don't know. They can beat Florida State now. They can Florida beat State. Everybody. I, I don't know what happened to that program from five or six years ago, whenever they won the, the national title to what they are now, is just garbage. I, I understand Jimbo Fisher left, and hell, he's not looking that good in, uh, at A&M. So, um, he's looking better than Florida State. Yeah, he is. He definitely is. But sad to say, bro, I, I just, I don't know what happened to Florida State. I know they had got that one coach, you know, I think he was like a former player or whatever. And after that, that that program just blew up. Hey, I don't I don't know what to tell you myself. All I know is they gonna have to get it together sooner or later, man. Yeah. All right. So look, we got a couple good games uh, for college football this this upcoming week weekend. I want to say you got Alabama and Florida. That's not good. Uh, Alabama being ranked number one, Florida number 11. You got Auburn and Penn State, Auburn at Penn State. That should be a good game. Um, and you have Arizona State and BYU, Arizona State at BYU. Yeah, I still pick BYU. So you think Herm Edwards is going to go out there and lose, huh? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, well, I will say, he has turned the program around slowly. He really has. Yeah, but BYU got like 35-year-old freshmen. Yeah, that's true. And they playing at home, too. Yeah, yeah. And it's a BYU. night game. Ooh, yeah. Hey, BYU is the only, is the only school I know where you can actually suit up grown men and it's legal. <laughs> I don't fool with that. So look, uh, Tulane at Ole Miss. If you remember, Tulane had showed up uh, against Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Do you think you can get an upset out of this game? They say Mississippi. They say Mississippi they say about fourteen. 
say too late is actually good, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I would like to see that upset. Tulane beating Ole Miss. That would be something new. Um, I think those are the, the best games, man. Alabama and Florida. Alabama about 14 and a half. That might be true, but hopefully it'd be a that good. Might, that, that's giving them too much credit, man. You think so? Florida don't, Florida don't have nothing to really keep up with them. Ooh, it's supposed to be thunderstorms, too. So that game might be called early. It's gonna it's gonna be based off the running game. So whoever can run the ball better is gonna. Uh, right, like, don't run the ball better, man. I don't I don't know what it is about Alabama. I'm starting to think that Alabama pays their players because there's no sense in you being good every year. They non-stop. they definitely pay players, and, and I mean now you you uh, legal to do so, so you know they really paying them now, boy. So that ain't no question right there. Well, I think we pretty much covered the college football game. Um, no true predictions to really be made. You know, I got to look at some more college football. I've been focusing particularly on U of H. I think this week we face off against Grambling, so that ain't nothing, you know, to write home about. Um, U of H should just easily run away with that game. Um, last week they beat Rice, but they beat the hell out of Rice, which is, of course, normal. Yeah, normal. So, not much to really talk about, man, with the college football, but, well, one thing I do want to touch on is the Big 12. I don't think we really got to dig deep into that, you know, especially since the, the, uh, the invitations have been finalized and, um, U of H is finally in the Big 12, you know, even though you got, um, UT and Oklahoma departing soon, uh, supposedly 2025, but U of H, BYU, UCF, and Cincinnati should be in the Big 12 by 2023. Um, and it only it's only going to cost them $10 million to even just break break the um, contract that they have with the American Conference. So I see U of H probably writing, their, writing a check and getting out of there no, you know, real soon. With Tillman Fertitta, uh, with his little pocketbook, that's probably nothing but a, a tax write-off for him. So I can definitely see that happening sooner than 2023 if possible. And then just the the ability to have uh, that BYU versus UT or Houston versus Oklahoma again, and uh, you know, right before they you know sign out and go to the SEC, which they might even do sooner than what we're thinking as well, because with them staying in the, in the Big 12 uh, till 2025, or if them, or if they leave next year, they, they still got to pay like 75 to $80 million a piece. So it don't really make, you know, make a, a difference. Why be a lame duck? Um, so I, I think... You know, the Big 12 future is pretty bright. I wonder what other two teams or or four teams or whatever, how many other teams they might they might invite into the Big 12 because I'm pretty sure they got to have someone else uh, on the outside looking in, thinking that they might be able to get in soon as well, uh, just so they can stay competitive when UT and Oklahoma leave. And I think the, the, the better football teams they have in the conference, the better they are. Uh, off, you know, moving into the future. 
Have they ever thought about Boise State or what about? Did they ever think about just dismantling the Big Twelve and inviting maybe Baylor or TCU or Oklahoma State? Well, a good team to bring in and and uh, Iowa State because Iowa State has turned into a nice a nice uh, program as of late. But they all already in the Big Twelve though. I know, but aren't they going to dismantle the Big Twelve altogether? No, they just oh, they already bringing those in. Yeah, U of H, BYU, and UCF and Cincinnati has joined the Big Twelve. Oh, they're joining in. Yeah. Okay. I and got you. UT I got you. and Oklahoma is leaving out. Now hopefully, well, I know they leaving out. Now hopefully, no, don't know kind of crazy scrutiny happens. You know, in the next year and a half, where Baylor or TCU just end up dipping out on them. But I think I think the the commissioner of the Big Twelve will be smart enough to get them all under contracts, you know, so they can keep that thing together. Uh, but also, it's like if they leave, where are they really gonna go? You know, I know I know Big Ten and Pac twelve and um, ACC created an alliance, but do you really think it's really worth them leaving to go join one of these other conferences? Um, Not at all. But like you said, Boise State. Should definitely be somebody that's on their radar. I know people keep talking about Memphis, but I don't think Memphis has the facilities and things uh, ready to join um, them kind of caliber of schools. Honestly, yeah. Um, and then honestly, let's not let's not sleep on Notre Dame either. Man, if they can get somebody like Notre Dame in there, that would be amazing. But I, I think if anything happens, Notre Dame would probably join the ACC. Bro, they, they're not even in the ACC no more. They did that shit for one year, and then that was it. Okay. Well, hey, there's a possibility for everything. I mean, it all, it's, it's, it's all looking bright. So, I guess we, we do got to look at that. So, now, I know I know you have some things to tell me about the Houston Rockets. Uh, oh, because, you know what? Speaking of Tim and Petita, you know, you think that they're going to trade John Wall to take up some more bad contracts. Why take up bad contracts? Just buy him out. Do you think Tim is going to do checkbook for that? Because I think the buyout rate is, is looking at least 75 to $90 million. Well, I don't think, hell no. He ain't spending <laughs> over 80 to $90 million. And John Wall is not worth 80 to $90 million on a buyout. If anything, it was John Wall wants to lead a Rockets. He's gonna to have to take a discounted buyout. So, you, so do you think do you think forty or fifty million would do it? Forty or fifty million would do it. Yeah, that's fair. That's only like paying him for like one year. Man, and then you know they were talking about getting rid of Eric Gordon, trading see, him off. That's gonna that's gonna that's gonna release nineteen to twenty million dollars. See, off the uh. They probably gonna have to throw in like Eric Gordon or something to, to get John Wall off. It might, and it's gonna, it's gonna take Ain't multiple. Nobody take them two big ass. Nah, it's, it's, it's gonna take multiple teams in this deal, bro. They gonna have to involve like three or four teams to to ship them off. But um, to make the deal attractive, they gonna have to ship out uh, probably Eric Gordon and John Wall or something like that. And because the goal is the goal overall is to keep your young assets. And also to keep your picks of the future. You don't want to sell out like uh, Daryl Morey would have sold us out. He would have sold. You know, we, 
You know, because we in the rebuild stage now. We're not trying to make no. We gonna have a playoff team, but we don't need nobody just right away that's gonna really just come in and make an impact. We're right. trying to just build from the ground up. Exactly. So. So. Uh, the buyout, I think it is a possibility, but it's gonna be a discounted buyout at, at best, bro, and and that's that's fair to me. Um, unless, what do you think about this? If we trade John Wall for Ben Simmons? Nah. No? You wouldn't take that? Nah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Bro, John Wall, yeah. Ben Simmons? That's, that's my bet. And then it's a win for the Sixers anyways, because John Wall, he's still a good point guard. He's still a now good point guard. come off the bench nah yeah no he, he wouldn't do that he ain't going to the lakers bro you think he gonna sit behind westbrook yeah nah bro and then look free ring yeah also him and westbrook don't even like each other this is not gonna work it's not gonna work it's not gonna work i can see right. i can see him getting bought out and going to the sixers or going to miami or 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 the Celtics. No, he, he going he to the East. He going to the East, bro. Yeah, he to. Or unless he go unless he go to the Clippers. That's it. He ain't going to the Lakers. No way. What was I about to say? Oh, and you heard about them boys trying to trade your boy, huh? Who? Christian Wood. But why? 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 Why trade Christian Wood? What's wrong with Wood? They say, hey, they say that boy's cancer in the locker room, bro. How? They say that. They say they say he. They say he childish, and he just you know he's an agitator. And he's a bully. So they were talking about that. That's why Detroit never played him because they say he was an asshole to the other players who were young. And then so they just. Uh, so they say he might not be their long term answer because of his attitude. Wow. Hey. That killed me, bro. Who who said that though? I've never heard anything negative about Christian Wood. Now it I was on Houston. It was on Houston Sports Talk on ninety seven point five. You gotta watch some of them guys. Uh, I know it's the one podcast I'll be looking into sometime on YouTube. I think they call it Houston Sports Map or something like that. And no, I'm not representing them boys, bro. But uh. This is one guy, he always talked down on Christian Wood. Like, he's always trying to involve Christian Wood in a trade. He's always trying to get rid of him and all kinds of things. Like, he never has anything positive to say about Christian Wood. Like, he makes it seem... Christian Wood is our future. Exactly. Jalen Green. Exactly. So... That's why when I heard it, I was like, nah, bro, this can't be, this gotta be fabricated. It has to be. I don't... I mean, I could see him being a bully somewhat. But I don't, I don't think he's like you know a, a cancer in the locker room. I think honestly, bro, I think any superstar or up and coming superstar is a, a bully to some extent because uh, they want things to work their way and they want to win. I mean, like tell me Kobe wasn't no bully. Tell me Jordan wasn't no bully. You know what I mean? Yeah, both of them. Hell, even Draymond a bully. Hell, even LeBron Hell, a bully. Charles Barkley, LeBron. Uh, Dwight Howard when he was in Orlando. Yeah. 
I mean, they gonna they gonna bully they way. They gonna bully the the front office. They gonna bully some players. They gonna make they gonna they trying to get everybody on 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 the same page. They want to win. I can understand that. So now, anything outside of that 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 uh, Christian Wood may be doing, I don't know if it's right, but I, I just I don't know. But I feel I feel like yeah, he might be just motivating the younger people, and then I think he just bumping heads with the old people because he's telling them like, look, bro, you ain't gonna be here too much longer. I'm the future. You already ran your course, and I think that just rubbed like some of the older veterans the wrong way. But hey. When you know, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and, and we, we already knew that John Wall was, was, you know, was probably on his way out. I didn't think he was going to be this soon, but uh, hopefully they get a trade. Hopefully they get a trade worked out soon. Because, honestly, I know they I know they were saying that uh, he was still going to be on a roster and stuff like that, but he wasn't going to play no regular season games. So I'm like, man, just go ahead and get him out of here. Like, why sit him on the bench and pay him? Just, just get him out of here. You want to leave? Like, stop, stop doing that shit. Yeah. Fuck. Like, yeah, even with the take Texans, that, yeah, take that money off your books and open up your cap space. Man, even with the Texans, bro, just, just ship him out, bro. If Deshaun don't want to be here. I'm done with Deshaun, bro. Like, if he don't want to be here, hell with it. <clears throat> yeah, I think they making that deal bigger than what it is too. If, if you know he don't want to be here, you know he's not gonna suit up. You just paying him just to pay him. Get rid of him. Let him be somebody else's problem. Let exactly. him fly back down there and solve them cases on his own. Because but for right now, get what you can get and get out. Because, hey, look, I'm looking at, at both franchises. I'm looking at the Rockets. I'm looking at the Texans. And everything's looking up. The coaches, the coaching looking good. I know the Texans only played one game. But even just looking at preseason for David for David Cully, I mean, they look, they look like they know what they're doing. They, they look like they're buying into the system. Um they look just a lot better than what, what Bill O'Brien ever, you know, came out and looking. They, and they look and they look and Lovey Smith got their defense looking good. They create turnovers, they put pressure when needed. They look good. Yeah. And so and just looking at the Rockets, I mean with the Jalen Green thing, I, I I'm buying into what Jalen Green bringing. Uh, KPJ, he looking good. You know, them other young dudes that they drafted, they looking good. So I, I mean for the Rockets and, and Texans, I think things are, are gonna be pretty positive. I'm not saying they're going to win this year or anything like that, but I think we'll, we will have something on the court and on the field that, that we'll be happy to see. That, uh, yeah, I can agree. I can agree. I, I feel like I don't care how many games they win, but as long as they're competitive in every single one. Yep. That's it. That's it. Because I know, I know it's going to be a lot of growing pain, especially for Jalen Green. You know, I feel like, you know, Christian Wood – can be somebody who can like motivate him to you know to go out there and just leave it all on the court. Mm-hmm. If not, then I know it's gonna be somebody on that team that's gonna help him through all the times when he's struggling, shooting percentage wise, or just you know defense wise. You know, it's somebody got to be there to help mold him through the tough years. Yeah. This year gonna be hard. And honestly, because I think that's why I kind of think that uh, Eric Gordon will be be there to stay, but John Wall will be going. I think Eric Gordon is buying. I think Eric Gordon is buying into what the Rockets is, is is doing. But John Wall, I think he just you know he just want to go try to compete and see if he can ring chase. That that's that's how I feel about the Rockets and uh them. Well, uh, 
man, this was a good this was a good podcast today. Uh, we, we covered a lot of oh, yeah. a lot of topics. Um, week two of the NFL is gonna be pretty interesting, and uh, I know this Thursday minutes, baby. this Thursday night game about to start. So hey, like I said, I, I got I got Washington winning this game tonight. Um, so we'll see what the Giants look like, but. It's gonna be pretty interesting. Week two, for real. We we really gonna see what teams are really gonna be uh looking like. I think later in the season, uh this week, we are gonna see if Jacksonville really is bad bad off as we you know we think they are, or if they looking like they might be average. And I don't know. I just hope Daniel Jones play a whole lot better than what he played last week, cause. He got to get it together, man. Yeah. He has to get it together. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of teams out there looking pretty pretty uh, faulty out there. But uh, we'll see. But, hey, wrapping it up, it was a good episode. Thank you, people, for, right. for looking, listening. Uh, make sure you like and comment, subscribe. Uh, also... Follow my podcast on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. Continue to listen. Spread the word. Share. Um, thank you.